Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. I am Max, your commissioner, and more importantly, three-time champion. And tonight, I am joined by the undefeated Rum Ham, Trevor. Rum Ham. And, and the uh, Tyler Anderson fan club, uh, Andrew. <laughs> you know, you guys really did me dirty there. And and why does why does Trevor get his team name announced? And I'm just, you know, Andrew. Oh, sorry. I, I just I thought you would want to be identified by uh, Tyler Anderson fan club. It's <laughs> Joe DiMamio's. Uh, Joe who? Joe who? Joe who? The uh, uh, sad Arthur Rhodes members of the league. Okay, we're like F five seconds chat. into five seconds into this thing, and we're I'm already getting double teamed here. You know what? I just <laughs> said that for S in the chat, dude. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, the Andrew, that's called a segue, okay? Because I want to talk about divisions. I want to talk about divisions real bad. This was your idea. This was your love child um, that you, you know, you, you whipped some votes behind the scenes and you got people all riled up about it. Um, how do you think it's going so far? I think it's going fine. I don't, I don't really understand why everyone is, is all up in a tizzy, you know, just frustrated by it. It's we're what, six, seven weeks into the season. By the end of the year, it'll all work itself out. I, I don't think there is an issue whatsoever. I do. I do think it's funny that the divisions was supposed to be a big time rivalry between, you know, someone else in my division. And here at the early part of the season, it's turned into a uh, division camaraderie. Like you guys suck. Our division is the best when it wasn't necessarily meant for that. But I think it's, it's completely fine. You're always going to have guys at the top. Like if we weren't in a division thing, you're going to have, guys bunched up regardless so i think by the end of the year it'll all work itself out to be honest with you trevor you love in division so far um yeah i i enjoy it i was actually i don't know i don't want to say i was opposed to it um in the beginning i was just kind of indifferent on it whatever people voted i was cool with and was gonna win either way um so yeah I, i'm i'm surprised at the disparity of it i guess um but i do think that it's going to even out um over time i don't think it's going to be like even but i do think it's not going to be as lopsided as it is uh right now so did ever didn't we think it was i mean when the drafting of divisions happened i believe it most people were probably the other way around to where the classy arthur Rhodes division was the air quote, more difficult division on paper, right? Am I incorrect there? No, that's just something Huck was, Huck was screaming, oh, I love my division. I'm in Victor's division, love my division. And he said, I'm in Adam's division, love my division. He's on two against Adam now. Um, I don't think anybody else really, I mean, I, we started the love my division uh, thing that we just throw in the chat every once in a while, but I, I don't think anybody felt one way or another about um, how the draft went. And yeah, Trevor, I could see how you wouldn't care about divisions when when you're undefeated. Divisions don't really matter. <laughs> I, mean, I know I'm worried about uh, some of the people. I mean, don't get me wrong, love my division, but but yeah, there <laughs> there's some people that I'd rather not face um, when it's like. I mean, I'm not going to be undefeated all season, so when it gets crunch time, I'm that's I'm not going to want to have to face Matt again or something like that. So. 
yeah i mean i but like i said i think over time it's it's gonna even out a little bit so yeah i think so too um i was i was against divisions uh early like real early like pre-draft and i like i think it was one of the podcasts with john and huck and i we just kind of like talked ourselves into really liking the idea like andrew andrew came in hot with it was like i really want to do this and I was really lukewarm on it until then. And right now I love it. I, I don't actually think any of the people commenting about it dislike it all that much either. Um, I think there's one person in the league that's like, yeah, I'm going to vote to get rid of divisions next year. Really? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is just shit talk. A lot of it's just like, oh. No, I'm, su- I'm surprised that there's anybody that's disgruntled about it. You're going to find one person out of the the 16, especially, you know, of the 16 people in this division that they'll some somebody will find something to complain about with it. Well, and league. yeah, yeah, with with everything. True. That's true. True chains. What do you guys think about the, the playoff setup as it is right now Two, so top four in each division and then you're reseeded at that point. So it's not like doesn't work like American National League. Um, so there are a couple changes that we could make to that next season. I know it's really early, but, um, Trevor, what do you think, uh, what do you think the ideal playoff setup is for divisions? Yeah, I, I'm this again, I, I was unsure on divisions and like, I still, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that to me, the best way is to do it the top four. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that that's something that's probably going to have to either, like obviously go to a vote once we see what it's like this year. But I think that that is going to have more, um, there's going to be more differing opinions on, on the playoff seating. Cause somebody's going to get screwed, you know, relatively in their mind. Um, and they're, you know, so, so I think that that's going to have to hash itself out. So I don't, I don't know. I think the top four is the best way, especially for right now. So Andrew, what about you? See, I'm opposite, and I I thought I would be more agreeing with Trevor just because I didn't even really – when I first kind of thought of the rule, it was top four make it, you know, create the interdivision rivalries and, and, you know, hate – instead of love my division, hate my division. Um, But now that I kind of think about it, I I kind of – the reason why I put the rule in, like wanted the rule to change to this or – I guess the the league format to change to this is because it made it more a little bit more like real life baseball. And I think having having the wild card, while I think regardless, someone there's going to be a situation at some point, whether it's this year and and year in the future, where someone's going to get screwed over to where if it was back to the initial format, just the top eight teams, they would make the playoffs. But because it what it is now, they don't. But I do think the, if it's the top three from each division, then just the two best overall records, at that point, it's kind of like, yeah, I get it sucks, but it's not like you were like you still had a chance by us taking the two best records. So you obviously like you may have gotten screwed, but you still had a shot, if that makes sense. So and it's just more like baseball. You're in favor of the top three in each division and take two wild cards after that and reseed. I am. I, I am just because the main point of me – proposing the rule change was it makes it a little bit more like real life baseball and at this point that is you know real life baseball has the wild cards so i i think i don't want to say i'm 100 on it but i'm getting close to being i i like that idea i think that's the perfect in between you know like the people are like no take top four no i i want it to be the best overall i think it's a perfect in between and it still allows us i what i'd like 
the playoffs to be is I don't want to face anybody from Arthur Rhodes in the playoffs until the championship. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes divisions. So how could you do that? Uh, well, no, we have to, we would have to manually reseed. I was going to, okay. That's yeah. I mean, but keep in mind, I have to manually reseed at the end of the year, no matter what, like they're going to automatically set up the playoffs and like day of, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make the change. Um, yeah. because Yahoo won't let us make these default. Like I reached out to Yahoo support and they're like, Oh, this is how you get around that. We have a lot of leagues that do that. And I'm like, well, why not fix it? Like, why not? Yeah. Let's well, do let it. me, yeah. let me ask you this though. So you're like, from your standpoint of, you don't want to face anyone in Arthur Rhodes until the championship that kind of doesn't work. If both wild cards are from the same division. So it, the one, or thing I guess, how would you, how would you maneuver about that? Basically, the if you are the eight seed, if you're the eight wild card seed, there's a good chance that you're thrown in the other division's playoffs, and that's just what you get for being the eight seed. If you're the yeah. eight, you're gonna face the best team in the league, and yeah. like you're a wild. I like that. You're lucky to be in the playoffs, anyways. Um, right at that point, what are you gonna say? Like, how dare you put me in the traitor division? You asked a hoe. Right. Like, what are they <laughs> gonna say? <laughs> like. Hey, you're in here. Quit bitching, right? I get, yeah. I like. I think that's probably the best way. So now, I, I, that is going to be my stance on it, at least uh, for the time being. I'm sure there's going to be just so an much hour fun. of it, and you not getting anywhere on draft night. Oh my! God. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my voice again. I'm just gonna be shouting. <laughs> what would help if we could just get everybody show up next year? That'd be fantastic. Trying yeah. to take, trying to take the, which I know Trevor wasn't there for good reasons and other people weren't there for good reasons but like i lost my voice that night trying to be like i'm listening to the tv i'm listening to somebody else people kept standing up and i'm like sit back down (laughs) all right so a bunch of trades in the last week and i like it's funny that you guys are on the podcast this week because every single trade has involved at least one of us and has usually been between (laughs) two of us um it's funny. I think a lot of stuff that we started doing in the basketball league, some of these little uh, little move trades, basically, where it's like, okay, well, this is a guy that's on my bench that I'm not going to play, but I want to get usage out of somebody on your bench, like things like that, are starting to creep into our strategy here in base- baseball, whereas trades in the past, there weren't very many baby trades. It was mostly like, all right, this is a solid player. I'm trading him for a solid player, and everything else was sorted out through the waiver wire. Um, Trevor, so far over the past week, all these trades that involve the three of us, what do you think was the biggest one? Um, yeah, just going back on, on what you're saying, I'm a huge fan. I always have been, but it used to just be you and me, Max, where we'd have these little, you know, baby Baby talks, baby trades, you know, baby talks lead to baby trades. And, And like, I always thought that maybe I'm annoying and maybe that's why I love Chris so much because I love to utilize that that a lot of people don't i think that like little trades that like i did with andrew yesterday uh getting um and then and then flipping um and getting tyler anderson today because i need the the il spot i think those are those are like to me things that a it keeps me active um when work slow but b like i those help me win weeks in my opinion some people could probably argue against that but um Either way, it's fun, and I like to root for these people, even if it's Avisail Garcia and Tyler Anderson. <laughs> um, plus, I have some metrics and stuff that I subscribe to 
um, that I are I'm like a firm believer of that some people might, you know, just take as a, as a little back number, but I, I find them to be way more impactful. Um, but as far as the biggest trade, um, I think the one Andrew and Kevin um, with Matt Olson and Plezak and for means and uh, Calhoun will um, man. That's another thing that I love to do is sell high and, and whether means is that good of a pitcher or not. Um, again, there's some reasons why I think that he's not. Um, so that's why I traded him um, or trade for him and then traded, Back, <laughs> traded him. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think selling high on people is like, again, whether he's, there's going to be some regression, whether he's still a, uh, you know, all-star John means, um, which I will think he's going to be an all-star, just not to the caliber he's pitching. Uh, but to get Matt Olson, which is a huge bat, which your lineup um, was missing, you know, a lot of this has to do with lineup structure too. So to get Matt Olson and then uh, maybe even a better quality arm as far as like, Again, some of the metrics that I look at in Plezac, um, I think you made out like a bandit there, man. So that that to me is the biggest and the most valuable uh, trade that's been made in the last week or, or two even. I would agree with you that that is the biggest trade um, between, you know, all of our trades over the past week. I disagree that he made out like a bandit. I, I think both teams did really well in this trade uh, yeah and i i don't mean to say that kevin got hosed i just think that with the value i think that andrew gets the best player in the deal and and that's you know that's again selling high on something is is something i like so but yeah go ahead he definitely got the best player in the deal um as you know i'm a huge john means fan i've been trying to trade every time john means gets <laughs> traded i've got a new person to negotiate with so it's been <laughs> super fun i love it um god it, it's what eight or nine starts now that John means has made and nobody that he is allowed to get on base has scored a hundred percent of the runs he's given up at home. It's unbelievable. It's the cool. It's the weirdest fan graph stat I've seen mm. that I can remember. Um, aside from Nick Madrigal's whole page. Uh, <laughs> so I love that. And I love like Willie Calhoun is going to be a really solid fantasy bat for Sutton. It's, Sutton's team is really good in batting average, leads our league in batting average last time I checked. And Willie Calhoun is like the ultimate plate discipline discipline guy for the Rangers. Um, He walks a fair amount. He strikes out less than 15% of the time, makes a lot of hard contact. I think if anything, I mean, he hit 21 homers and 330 at bats in 2019. He could be looking at a 25, 30 homer guy that bats 280, 290. Andy, Um, it's leadoff. And, and the yeah. top five of that Rangers lineup is uh, no joke. Yeah, no, they're they're hitting the ball this yeah. year. They can't find a pitcher, but they're definitely hitting the ball this year. Um, so between those two players, I, Andrew got exactly what he needed in uh, Matt Olson. The the power alone is just something his team was lacking. And I like don't love Zach Plesac. I definitely think he's a downgrade for means, but I I really like how both teams look after that trade happened. Um, Andrew, biggest trade. So I have, I did two. Um, I would like to say that the baby trades is definitely, I think it's easier for, obviously you're going to have people that are 
you know, people in the league that vary based off of their interest level, you know, how committed and, and things like that. And no one has to be as committed as, as somebody else as long as they're still checking. But for me, and I know you guys are, and there's some other people that are, are like this. I am on my phone looking at fantasy baseball stuff the majority of the day. Um, one, to, you know, get away from not actually doing my job. And two, it, it's just an excuse to talk about fantasy baseball, which I, I know us three, and I'm sure there's more. I, I could talk about fantasy baseball all day. So I think, I, I hope and I, I wish that the baby trades kind of expands and is more of a thing just across the league. But that we'll see how that happens. But that's my take on the, the little baby trades. Um, yes. So I did two, two trades. Uh, one I picked for my, like one of the trades that I made. And then the other one, just what I think was could have, could end up being the most valuable. So the trade for me that, that I made was the John means and Calhoun for Olson and please Zach. Um, I love John means. Uh, I will root for him the whole year. He's a 12th round. He's a 12th round keeper, which People I don't think know that, or when I was shopping him for a power bat, didn't seem to really care about. weren't high on John Means, which I get some of the you know advanced metrics don't necessarily show him keeping this pace up. Which I'm I'm with him. You know, there's no shot he ends the season with a 100% left on base, you know, percentage. There's no shot that that that's going to happen. Um, but even if he even with the regression all obviously kind of worked in, he's still on pace to have an awesome year. And that in the 12th round is super valuable. Um, but to me, you know, if you look at, at police acts numbers last year, what just the, the base numbers, he ended the year with a 2.28 ERA and a 0.8 whip. I would say like if for here on out, if, if John means ended the season, I, do we think John means is going to have num- those, just those baseline numbers? Do you th- if he has that, I'd be kind of shocked personally. I don't know what you guys think. I don't think he's going to have that, but I don't think police going to have that either. I think police got the benefit of a small sample size last year through eight starts last year, which that that's, that's how many he has so far already. Um, he had a three, four, three XERA, a three, three, nine FIP. With a two two eight ERA, he got he had some BABIP love. Um, he had a high left on base percentage. This year, he's really similar. He's striking out slightly less people. A lot, it looks a lot more like his twenty nineteen numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's a two two eight ERA pitcher. I think he's a three five ERA pitcher, which is still very solid. But I think John Means is better than that. I like. Ah. like I had whenever I was talking to both you guys, I said I think John Means. Part of the reason why I was shopping John Means is one, my keeper situation is already a shit show. So let alone to work another twelfth round, like a, a keep you know, a keeper that's very valuable in the twelfth round is is just adds to that headache. And two, in that division, you know, that's an insanely good division with good offensive bats. I when I when I was trading him, when I Max, you and I had a lot of discussions. Obviously, Trevor and I traded him back twice. Uh, you know, back and forth. I I thought that he would end, but somewhere between a three and a three five for the year. So I I definitely understand that. Just to me, Plesac and Means by the end of the year, I think are super similar. Just obviously, Means is in the twelfth round. Yeah. See, my thing. I mean, Means just doesn't he he doesn't have the stuff. Like, I mean, you know, you guys know that I'm a huge stuff plus. Um, fan and those are like i mean that's what i base a lot of he just like what he's doing right now is yeah it's incredible with the but he just doesn't have like 
and and this doesn't it's not a it doesn't cover everything all pitching right some guys have a mentality in between and they they attack zones and against weak spots and all the stuff but he's like it's like subpar and i mean even with this is with the the velocity being up from two or from 19 um and last year it just uh, it's just and his command isn't even that great either. So Plezak at least has the stuff to back it up. And he's like one of the best command pitchers in the league. Um, so I think that his ceiling is just higher. And I don't, yeah, I don't think either of them are sub three ERA guys, but I would take, if you're going to give them both uh, three ERA, I'm taking the division with, um, what I just blame please Zach and then like not having to pitch in Baltimore in the summer is yeah. just like and there's I no mean, Yankees no Red Sox no right. Tampa Bay so like, I mean like I said it's not a huge like I'm not saying like please X X and and means is not even you know they're in the same vicinity but I'm taking the strikeouts with please Zach and the the opportunity and and what have we seen even with his bad start he's he's gone like six innings like game like I think he gave up five runs, and they were just like, "Throw the seventh and eighth inning." We don't. I mean, whatever. Like Tito just like marches him out there. So I think he's going to get a ton of quality starts, and everybody loves them. QS is baby. Yeah, he was hard to come by now. Last yeah. year too. But going back to just that trade, just that to me was my my trade where I love Willie Calhoun. Big Rangers fan gets hurt. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy. But that was one the biggest trade in my opinion, but because I didn't want to do one that I was included in, I, I picked Max getting another one that involves Kevin uh, Max getting Tay Oscar and, and Grinky for um, Flaherty and what the Paven Smith. Is that was his name? Paven Smith, Paven Smith, Paven Smith. So for me, it was a big time, you know, why, while I think Grinky is obviously a downgate, a downgrade from Flaherty. Um, Kevin gets the second round, you know, a younger guy, second round keeper. Um, but to me, Tay Oscar, he, he sold considering he also gave up Granky. I thought he sold too low on Tay Oscar. I tried to get Tay Oscar. I think the week before Kevin ended up trading him, but I, what Tay Oscar's hitting, he's hitting 328 over the past month. So his batting average, I think at the time, and obviously Tay Oscar had the, the COVID-19 thing at the beginning of the season, but he's hitting his batting average is up to 290. He has the, his his the best walk or the lowest strikeout rate on his career um and and what is a lineup that is you know a year older with the young guys like Bichette and Guerrero Jr they have George Springer now so i personally thought you know even though max gave up flaherty flaherty uh the the haul that he got back um in Tay Oscar and Grinky is in, to me was a huge return and i think Get you know by the end of the year, you know Max if if he's in the playoff if he's in playoff position, that trade is 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 probably one of the reasons why. Just because he got a a solid pitcher back in Granky, and then also getting a huge you know a potential a first round bat. I think he was taken in the first round, first or second round, getting a huge uh, a huge bat in return. In my opinion, was was probably was arguably the biggest and most valuable uh, trade in my opinion. Yeah, Sutton had offense to give and. Yeah, so far seven and zero this year with a two four seven ERA, and he faces the Pirates on Wednesday. Like, I, I he might go into the All Star break with like twelve wins. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
but I'm yeah, good. I'm happy with that trade. I'm I'm glad you don't think I gave up too much with uh, and, and now you have a pick in the top six rounds. That's true. How exciting for me. Like, you know, <laughs> instead of you saying like, yeah, oh, yeah, next draft, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely hammered by the seventh round by my first pick. Now you have a second round pick. Still yeah, going to well, be completely hammered. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be, I'll still be completely hammered for the seventh round pick. Maybe I'll be coherent in the second. Um, and I definitely won't be picking uh, what's his name. Uh, fucking outfielder for the nationals. I have right now. Oh, uh, Vic, Robles. Uh, Vic, Robles, Robles. Like seventh round pick. Hey, he's heating uh, up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I, I threatened. <laughs> yeah, him. right. He heard he threatened me. him. Um. Okay, let's move on to waiver wire. Whoa, waiver yeah. wire all stars. Um, this is where we pick one player, hitter, or pitcher currently unrostered that we think should be rostered. I'm going to start us off with a guy that I've had rostered for multiple years before, Tarek Skubal. Um, I dropped him. He was like my 19th round, 19th or 20th round pick. And I was really excited about him being in the majors. And he just wasn't missing bats for his first like three or four starts of the year. And I don't know what he's just given up so many homers. Like he's still, even if you pick him up, understand even in that division, he's still giving up a lot of home runs. It's just for his last three or four starts, he's started missing bats. Like his, his, his swing and miss stuff is back. Um, it looked good in 2020 and don't get me wrong. He still gave up home runs then, um, but he's looking better uh, over the past four games. He's still 0-6. He's not an outstanding uh, statistical pitcher. If you look at it right now, he's got a five, seven, three ERA, but he's got some positive regression coming his way. Like his stuff is starting to work itself out. Um, he'll definitely be one of those guys that has a couple eight to 10 strikeout games um, where they let him go five or six innings. Um, might not get a whole lot of, of wins with the Tigers, but that's definitely somebody that I'll, I'll be looking at to pick Scooball back up, um, next time I'm streaming pitchers. Uh, Pitcher Andrew, guy, huh? Andrew, who's your waiver wire all-star? And also, what do you think about Tarek Scooball? You love him? Is he great? <laughs> to me, I mean, you have to look at all options with, with pitching in our league, just because the pitching option is so thin. Um, for me, you know, just on my team, he'd be someone I'm interested in just because I have some guys that have low strikeout numbers. You know, Dallas Keuchel, while he plays on a much better team, um, those strikeout numbers, if he goes six, he's. I hope he gets four, four strikeouts. So I, I could definitely see ha- him having some value if you already have some some low ERA guys, um, not necessarily looking for for the wins because obviously that's so out of con- like out of anyone's control anyway. So if you need it's the strikeouts, so I, I, yeah, I I could see you know if you need the stri- if you need the strikeouts for sure, especially with the lack of availability of pitching, where typically you're looking for random streamers for one you know one game, or you're picking up a pitcher at the beginning of the week that has two starts. So I could definitely see where he would have some you know some curbside appeal. Curbside appeal. <laughs> All right, who's your waiver wire all star? You know, you got you and Ethan really. Uh, Mister Mister Tyler Anderson really boned me last week. We had a conversation in our group text. Alcohol was not in- involved, and I was just like, "Look at this guy! Like, it's on the borderline." And you were like, "Yeah, he'll be good," but like, eh. And Ethan said the same thing, and 
Next thing I know, two days later, uh, Ethan has him on his waiver wire all-star, and then Max <laughs> picks him up. So shitty friends you guys are. Uh, but my my guy this week was is is was on Max's roster, Mr. Gary Sanchez. With L. Gary. L. Gary. With the way that the you know the catching market is and the lack thereof of just catchers in general. I, I don't understand unless you have like one of the top guys at the position why he's not rostered just from the pure standpoint of the power he can give you um, as well as that with that Yankees lineup just the the number of guys you know RBIs he could get he has a a 214 BABIP now obviously that also because he you know doesn't hit get the ball on play that often but his uh, his BABIP's low it's he has I believe it's like his second or third lowest K rate of his career. He also has the highest walk rate of his year or uh, of his career. Um, so in, in my opinion, I just don't understand, especially considering the lack of talent at the catcher position. I, I, I remember after the draft, there was like five teams that were like having their own little catcher draft on the waiver wire. <laughs> Obviously he wasn't available then, but just a guy that on any given week, yes, you know, if you're hurting in batting average, maybe, you know, maybe don't. But if you're a team that can, you know, that that has the batting average guys already, why the? Because he was someone that I thought about picking up to put in a util spot when I needed the power that bad. Now I can't do that because my team's average isn't high enough. But just the from the the sheer the like just the power, um, I don't understand why he's not rostered. The last mm-hmm. time his walk rate, you know, walk rate was or his K rate was hovering around these numbers. He had that was like in 2017 where he hit 33 home runs and had I think 90 RBI. So I'm surprised that someone hasn't picked him up yet. I I typed L Gary into the uh, fan <laughs> like, Where is he? Uh, find L Gary. It's been a long day. Uh, Trevor, do you love L Gary? Uh, well, the first thing I want to say about uh, Scooball, um, it looks like. Last year, he had a stuff plus number of 96 in the first couple starts this year. If you chop off like the last one, it was like 84. So that's like really bad for a starting pitcher. But what is, but what is like average there? I don't, I don't ever look at stuff plus. Uh, what is, what is average? Like an average number there? Like, uh, 95. Anything over 100 is like, is good. Okay, but 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 the it's not like a it, it's a, it's a pretty steep drop off. It's like the difference between ninety five and ninety is 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 pretty big. Yeah, I mean because it takes in a number of things into account. It's not just and it and that's over all pitches. So it could be that maybe he didn't have you know one pitch was like his fastball was good last year and it sucks this year. I don't like. Um, but so you know, maybe that's getting better. Um, it looks like it's it's going up in the right direction. So if he can get back to ninety, like ninety-five to a hundred, um, and then his command, let me see, his command is eighty-seven right now. So that's below, like, that's like you're not you're a you're a decent reliever. So if the you know like that's one thing that that I would look at and be like, eh, I mean, I'll wait till those numbers come up. You know, and like, but he's, but he has the pedigree. So like, these are things that his metrics are supposed to be better. And the, he used to have like this sick curveball and stuff like that. There was, let me see. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, like that's, I think that he's going to be good. And I think that, you know, like, since he has the pedigree, they're going to like, just, he's going to keep pitching. That's like, you know, it's, I don't know. That's like one good thing. Yeah. He had a six slider this year. It's not great. It was 30 something has 30 something percent CSW. And this year it's like 25. So if he can get that back up, I like him. Um, he's having trouble pitching deeper into games because they put him in two relief spots um, last month. And those are by, by far his highest swinging strike rate of the year. He got more swings and misses in those outings because he wasn't yeah. about his pitch count. So it's, it's like a, it's a young pitcher thing. It's a, it's a rookie. Yeah, for sure. That, well, that's like, that's why I'm, I'm not like, I know Huck touched on it on the last podcast. I'm just not a big rookie uh, pitcher because they just like, I mean, over the years, some sometimes there's, you know, these guys that stand out and it's usually ones that aren't like these high draft picks that come up early, like Scooball and and even Casey Mize. It's always like the McClanahan's where they're like, I mean, he was a high draft pick and obviously, but his stuff is like, I mean, he, he was drafted because he had like just ridiculous. The sinker moves like has like a 14 inch movement. Like it's insane. So they are like, let's figure out how to pitch him using that stuff, you know, and then and then we'll go from there. And if if he doesn't have the control, then he's just a badass reliever, right? And Scooball was more like a like he's got a little stuff, he's got a little command, and he can pitch six, seven, and whatever. And they were like, let's try and hope that develops. So I mean, he's still very young, and he was you gotta remember he was a top draft pick. So I think that it's still there. So that's why I like McClanahan. I'm holding like if you if you can afford to and you can pick this guy up and you can hold on to him until, you know, and you can spot start him against the uh, Marlins or whatever, you know, like and you can hold them till the playoffs and stuff like this develops and it's fantastic. So um, I, I'm going a little different direction with my um, my waiver wire all star. He hates El uh, Gary. He hates him. He hates. Oh, him. I don't. I mean. I mean he is what he you at this point hate him no at this point he is what he is right like he's gonna hit 230 maybe this year 220 because the, the league average is we'll like see, 235 this year i found the team that should pick algary up it's sutton sutton should pick algary up his yeah. catcher now his tecker his catcher now is tucker barnhart who's hot tucker barnhart has a 455 babip with the yeah. lowest walk rate and his K rate is thirty five percent, which is ten yeah. percent higher. His like higher, like his highest K rate of his career by ten percent. Dude, thirty five percent is like the norm this year. So I mean, it's not. But like it, that two ninety five average but... is not with a that four fifty five yeah, but... BABIP at two ninety five. At it, with a normal BABIP, that average will be around two fifty. Sutton doesn't need the batting average. Pick up L Garay. Right, but some of like I think that Victor is very good at this. Um, some of what makes like fantasy baseball is like you you gotta you pick people up that are hot, like you catch yeah. lightning in a bottle. So uh, you know I'm sure that Kevin knows that Tucker Barnhart's not the answer. Most catchers aren't the answer for an entire year. So you try and get the one that's hot, and yeah, Gary could you, you could see negative regression for Barnhart and positive for for Gary and make that move, but it's not like. I mean, he's going to hit home runs and he's going to hurt your average. And he's, it, 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 Gary is what he is. So, yeah, I don't think it's a bad. He, I have spoken. He's a waiver. <laughs> I have spoken. Sutton, uh, pick him up. <laughs> my guy uh, my guy is probably going to 
I, I mean, everybody's monitoring this. I say he's going to break some hearts, but um, Oder is he? Mm. You know, yeah, he's there. So I'm sure some people will probably hear this and be like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I was planning on picking him up, and now Trevor." I mean, but we all know Jake Oder is he's on the waiver wire and he's coming back and. That's another guy that like the stuff plus and the command plus I like it. And then the fact that you get the obvious Astros boost, you know, the Brent strong boost, um, which we we haven't seen obviously yet, but, uh, but it's there and he's going to be, he's always been a fine pitcher at least two times through the order. So, I mean, when, when you're pitching for the Astros and you're typically a good pitcher through the, you know, the first two times through the lineup, they might let you go the third time when you have a six nothing lead or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or cause Astros are going to score some runs. So Oder is he, um, and then just a quick note on another guy, um, Jonathan scope, Jonathan scope is, um, nine for his last 25. And, um, he's going to hit 20 home runs, at least 20 home runs. And, uh, yeah. Yahoo's Yahoo loves him. Yeah, do they? Loves him. Drop this player. Drop your catcher for Jonathan Scope. You do it right now. He's gonna hit twenty-five home runs. It's just gonna happen. You know, that's another thing with like Gary. You're like some people by now are just are who they are, and Jonathan Scope's gonna hit twenty-five home runs. I think I like the Odorizzi better than the the Scooball. You know, if you if you're looking for my take. Uh, I think Odorizzi is one of those guys. Trevor and I were talking earlier, and we were, you know, playing the modern day golf course war zone. Uh, <laughs> that Odorizzi is one of those guys where it's like name fatigue. Like he's just been around for so long that people just kind of forget about him. Yeah, well, screw you guys. Uh, I like uh, <laughs> I like my pick, so that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't say Scooball was bad. I just said yeah, no, I, he I, sucks. I like it. I, I like it. <laughs> I just Ooh. said you might have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week's fun with fan graphs is the pitcher consistency edition. Um, so I, I picked it up a set of numbers from fan graphs and I'm going to have both of you. And we've got two this week, people that like fan graphs. So maybe we'll, we'll have a little bit more success than we did with Huck last week. Um, we're going to be talking about pitchers who have been consistent since 2019. So there are 11 pitchers in Major League Baseball that had a swinging strike percentage over 11% in 2019, 2020, and up to this point in 2021. They got, they've got swing and miss stuff, and they're doing it every year since 2019. Um, four of those names are easy and obvious, and for, for the sake of time, I'm going to knock them out. Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, and Tyler Bauer. I understand he's Trevor Bauer, but Twitter, Houston Twitter calls yeah, him Tyler Bauer, and I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I'm going to ask you guys, can you name the other seven guys who got who have swing and miss stuff for the last two years plus? Um, Trevor, uh, I'll give first guess. Um, are we going all seven or one at a time? One at a time. Um, this is a team effort to name them all, Trevor. It's us versus. It's like stump the Schwab. Oh, yeah, okay. I got that. I was like, Schwab. I thought this was like Trevor. <laughs> come up with your seven guesses, and um, okay. Well, my first, I'm gonna go with uh, you. You, you, you. Darvish is correct. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good. Has, one. I mean, yeah, it's that's 
that one i almost included him in the obvious yeah yeah that was that's why i picked that's why i went with him first because i was kind of like all right let me get the easy-ish one out of the way here yeah there's a couple of those Uh, i don't i don't know if you know back to 2019 i don't know if there's like an innings pitched minimum i don't know exactly when this guy came up is is shane bieber on that list shane bieber is on the list very nice um yeah all three years shane bieber gotta love it trevor you're up oh okay sunny gray sunny gray is not correct i wish oh wish it was um no his his swinging strike rate usually hovers around nine or ten percent um but he's just great at getting soft contact and having a low pitch count so he gets no but i main reason my brain went there was because he had that that whatever at least eight star or whatever many starts with eight strikeouts or whatever six strikeouts whatever the streak he just had not no, the Bieber was, one but the other it, one it was three or less earned runs or two or less earned runs or something. like two years right yeah yeah he did it, <laughs> he did it for a really long time okay um, i thought it was a strikeout thing but and right. 2019 was his first year with the reds he looked like shit with the yankees and all of a sudden with the right reds, right and reborn yeah okay. my Next guess again. I, I struggle with going back to 2019 and not knowing if there's like how many innings this guy pitched and does that qualify or anything like that. I'm gonna go with Corbin Burns. Uh, Corbin Burns does not make the list. Um, so Corbin Burns, I think, was on the like he should be on it right now. Um, actually, no, he does not. He does not have. Uh, he doesn't have that swing strike rate this year. And last year, I would guess that he does, but it says he doesn't. So I'm on this list is under protest. <laughs> <laughs> He's met the minimum. Um, yeah. While I'm looking at well, that, Trevor, why don't, why don't you guess? We'll see if my uh, guy, Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta is not on the what? List. Yep. I'm going to go. The only reason why I'm guessing this, I don't think this is one, but it's a guy that I wanted this year in the draft. Is Pablo Lopez on there? Because I think he had that this year or last year. Pablo no, Lopez is so. not on the list. I think so. So, How many more guesses we got? I got to change my strategy. If- uh, you guys have four more guesses apiece. You've each guessed okay. three. Okay. Um, I'm looking at Corbin Burns right now. Hmm. His swinging strike. Uh, okay, Andrew, you got boned because he definitely qualifies. Um, so it's got to be an innings pitched limit. He was ni- he's nineteen percent this year, which is absurd. Fourteen and a half percent last year, and then seventeen percent in twenty nineteen. Yeah, but I think so he- crazy. Oh, it's insane. Um, but in twenty nineteen, he only pitched forty nine innings, and I'm guessing that's what left him off the twenty nineteen list. Um, I, uh, so you're technically right, but uh, you're wrong. no. So another button, no. <laughs> another guy I love, Giolito. Giolito is on this list. All right. That was my next guess. Who has that guy? I think it's me. Uh, I'm going to go with. There are four guys left. Keep in mind. I am going to go with Tyler Glass now. Tyler Glass now is not on the list. Um, and I want to say that's injury related. Yeah, as you say, 19 doesn't seem like a year that. Uh, let's see. I have no idea, but it just seems like a year that he got hurt because they all seem like years he got hurt. Right. Yeah, he only pitched 60 innings in 2019. And sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. 
Uh, Trevor, why don't you get your next guess ready while I'm pulling this up? Um, yeah, he just didn't qualify. So another, you're right, but you're wrong, Andrew. Ah, I'm going to go with, what's my other list here? I Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd is a good guess. Um, Matthew Boyd was on. He's not on it this year. Not on it this year. Dang, I knew it. 2019 and 2020. And what's crazy is start to start the year, he was looking great, but he he was not striking people out. Yeah, that's that's what I was worried about for this year. Yeah. Give me Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is on. That's a good one. He is? He is. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about Aaron Nola. You have three left. Three left. Trevor's up. God, this year is this year is like really stumping me, which you would think. So there's a couple of guys. There are two players I have here. Um, one of them was Boyd that just aren't eligible this year. And there's a bunch of guys that aren't eligible right. off of their stats last year. Okay. How about um I mean, I know he's been brutal this year, but I feel like he's still striking people out. Maeda? Kenta Maeda is not on this list. Um, mm. and I bet people are just screaming at the phone, or will be. What? Screaming at the yeah. reading? Bro, like, you, I am John Ryu, damn it! You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Kenta Maeda was uh, third best in the league in swinging strike, strike rate last year. Um hmm. But okay. he's not on it's it. It's this year for sure. Yeah. I, I imagine. But I thought maybe he was still k people up. Let me go with Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw is another good guess. Another guy, two out of the three years. But in 2020, he didn't do it. Man, this is brutal. Because these guys are weird, aren't they? These last two? They're a little weird. They are a little. Ooh, I think I know. It's probably uh, John Means, right? <laughs> Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy's a good guess, uh, but Dylan Bundy is not. Ah, Ugga. Ugga. Let me go with. Let me go with Barrios. Mm. Barrios is also a good guess. Barrios is not on this list. So I'm I I'm looking at a couple of the guys you guys have mentioned, like Kershaw. And it's a lot of these guys get knocked out just from qualifying. Um, yeah. They just didn't. That's the didn't trick. You know, they, they pitched, they had injuries. Uh, Kershaw had a bunch of injuries last year and every year actually. Um, forever. Yeah, forever. And that's just the way it is. Uh, you guys want to know who the, I think it's three people you haven't gotten. Just before I get real mad at myself, is it, is it Kevin Gossman? It's not Kevin Gossman. All right. Then. I have an I have then one more guess. Is, is right. Woodruff on there? Woodruff is not on here. But again, yeah, because uh, he 19. No, 19 was his big year, wasn't it? He's not on there. Uh 19 was his big year, and he's not on here according to this, but I'm looking at his for this year he's not? Oh no, he's he is on here. So I, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't qualify for this. Um, I'm, I'm furious. No, yeah, yeah, we got cheated. <laughs> we win. Max is we stumped, stumped the Schwab. Yeah, ah! <laughs> okay. All right, but who the last? Who the last? Uh, all right, so the, the guys that I have here that Fangraph said qualified, 
in this table again this is a this is a big failure on my end i feel like but i'm okay with it so trevor mentioned hyunjin ryu um he's on the list last three years in a row the irony trevor you fool the irony <laughs> madison bumgarner has been on the list oh really he breaks my heart last year he, he just uh, uh he's given up a lot of homers but he still has swing and miss stuff hasn't gone anywhere and you, uh, the last guy i have on my list is herman marquez another this year guy. this there's year. no way this year this year herman marquez is 34th in major league baseball in swinging strike percentage it is i'm scrolling over so i can see it 12 percent. yeah oh my gosh yep it's it's one of those where it's like Well, well, can somebody please get him out of Colorado? Part of it's Colorado. Part of it is he's walking five guys. Well, yeah, but but they but they've done a lot of this year. They found out a lot that the ball does not move like it does in I mean in other states in Colorado. Like your changeup just doesn't do anything. So, I mean, that could be a huge reason why he is walking people too. He can't feel anything, especially because it's twenty degrees there. Yeah. Yeah, no, the and summertime comes, but here's the thing: when summertime comes, balls are going to be flying out of cores. I'm not sure. Still, that get him out of cores. I just want yeah. him out of cores. He's yeah, a top ten guy. Well, this was fun. Andrew was arbitrarily wrong a couple of times, so <laughs> I, I feel like I served my purpose. Unacceptable. Um, I'm serious. Let's move on to the matchups. Uh, to recap our pick'em last week, how can I both went five and three while Ethan went three and five? Um, Andrew, Trevor, and I will be picking winners and losers this week. And I think the our first matchup we're going to talk about, Carrasco Misuevos SC versus Houston Tiger Emoji. We're looking at two <laughs> trade partners. It's Chris versus Victor. Trevor, who you got? Oh, I got the Houston, <laughs> Houston Tiger Emoji. <laughs> What is the name? Oh, what, is there a backstory? Did I miss something? Yeah, you know, that's what I, I know that there's a tiger on the loose in Houston, but I, I don't have no idea if that's like where he's getting this from. It's got to be, um, I guess. But like, what happens when they <laughs> when they catch the tiger? You know? Yeah, like, is he gonna change his name back? <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. Um, anyways, I'm going with the Houston Tiger. Um, I know uh, Max. I think on the podcast you you liked what Victor was doing. I mean, well, I don't know that you liked it, but you praised him for putting together, you know, this this team. It's a rough <laughs> job, but somebody's got to do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, to me, it just looks like waiver wire fodder. Like, I, I mean, Colton Wong. Like, I picked him up before he got hurt and I was really excited to have him, but like really excited that like, like you pick somebody up and, and they, and they play pretty well type of really excited, you know what I mean? <laughs> not like, not like trade Tim Anderson for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't like his team is pitching to me. Isn't great. I like Sandy Alcantara, which I gave him shit for drafting early in the, um, at the draft, but I actually like Sandy Alcantara, but yeah, I just even with um pieced together as Chris' team is with all the NAs and all that stuff, I, I still like these guys. I think, I mean, Acuna, you know, definitely, I miss you. Um, and then his <laughs> and then his pitching is 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 stout. Like Urias is like 
Chris gets a text from me at least once a week, just, you know, begging him to release Urias to me. And um, not that I want any more Dodgers, but he like, he's so nasty. So yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think Chris got it. He thinks Chris has it. Andrew, who do you think is going to win between Victor and Chris? I'm going with, it was close because with kind of like we said, you know, just the number of, ILs and oh timeout timeout Nick Madrigal hit a home run tonight so he's definitely gonna win There's no yeah <laughs> I mean hey, if Madrigal hits a home run right you win dude it's so over. yeah <laughs> but I I'm with I I think Chris wins this one here I did kind of just kind of looking at it just from his injuries and the number of NA guys you know I believe he said something about like he loses games played almost every week just from the way his roster's constructed. But just kind of looking at his offense, I think most offensive cat, like, Victor, pick up Gary Sanchez. What, what are we doing? Pick him up. <laughs> Andrew won't sleep. Pick him up. Someone has uh, to pick up his waiver wireless. It's, it's, the, it's the return of, of Tim Anderson going to haunt Victor. I just don't – even – I could see his pitching – you know, maybe keeping it close with Chris, but I still think Chris wins that category, and I think his offense is a, a mile better than Victor's. So I'll, I'll take Chris in this one also. Okay, it's down to me. I'm gonna. So it's it's a it's a it's a cross division matchup, and I'm gonna take Sam Crawford. I gotta take Victor. I'm doing it. Um, like and it's nothing against Chris's team. I praised Chris's team last week. And don't get me wrong, Chris is up right now. He's got a homer from Bias. He's got a homer from Madrigal. But in my opinion, Chris's pitching is kind of a mess, man. Like I agree that Urias is oh good. Oh my gosh, I love um, these and, guys. And I love Trevor Rogers as much as as any other guy. But that's it. That's Dude, it. Dude, like, Corbin, did you see his last start? Uh, yeah, he was he was great in his last start. I, to me, Corbin's been yeah. He's got a six one nine as. I know, but it's it's he's back. He's back. Well, plus he, might, he might not be pitching this week. He just had a child. He's on the paternity list. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, and I like Victor's pitchers, um, Sandy Alcantara or Sandy Alcantara, as Huck likes to call him. Um, I, I'm not going to go through all his pitchers, but I like Victor's pitchers, and I think <laughs> he will make the moves necessary uh, to keep this competitive. I, I think where Chris is going to win. Nice moves. Offensive <laughs> stats. Um, like I completely agree. Tim Anderson trade was stupid. Trading Tim Anderson for Colton Wong. I don't understand why Victor. Keeps well, he got this Clefani, so don't we can't okay. shortchange him. Easy, easy, easy. Easy. It's something with Chris and Victor and Tim Anderson, and I don't know what's wrong there, but something is wrong. <laughs> These trades keep happening. This is like the third time they've done this. Um. No, I, I like I like Victor's offense. I still think Aaron Judge, like Aaron Judge, is by far the best player on his team, and like he's getting hot. He's getting so hot right now. Okay, he he has four homers and he had four homers in three games over the weekend. Um, granted, it was Baltimore, but still, you know, Rymel Tapia so hot right now. Mark Canna, I I like to text Victor and say, "Can I have him?" Um, partially because that's really that's good. fun, but partially that's because good. I'm just a just a. Dumb, shitty, funny joke. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> I want to use Gaz, it. I want to use Gaz it. Chisholm is back. He should drop, drop <laughs> JP Crawford, 
just like Huck said, um, do some pitcher streaming. Maybe some of the guys we mentioned. I don't know. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But I I think Victor is going to take it this week. And I don't think it's going to be a landslide. I do think Chris has an excellent team. uh, But I think his team, I think Victor's team is solid. I think he's going to get it done. Um, So that is my choice. I'm not taking it back. Can't talk me out of it. Our next matchup is another cross-division matchup. Dukes of Flatbush, Chuck, our reigning champion, versus new homeowner, Huck, save Ferris. Um, so they are both three, two, and one. Andrew, who do you think wins this matchup? Well, before I, you know, go into it too far, congratulations, you know, on the new house. Big accomplishment there. However, I don't think he gets it done in this week against Chuck. Um, the shortest congratulations ever. Like he's like, yeah. listen, congratulations. Well, you know, you going say? back to you know, I hold grudges. Hey, like, <laughs> keep talking trade with me, even if I say no or don't respond. You know, like. <laughs> When he said that last week, but regardless, I don't, you know, DeGrom's hurt. He's, he has the pitching strategy of, of relievers and only running a a starter, a starter or two. Um, DeGrom's hurt. Other than that, you know, Blackman's out. I think Chuck is, is too much. I don't, it has too much talent for him. Uh, Clint Frazier is a droppable guy. I know he's probably has him in there just until maybe tomorrow when more of his guys are back playing. But Clint Frazier is is a droppable guy coming from the guy who actually drafted Clint Frazier. Um, I don't really like Willie Castro that much. Um, but for me, Chuck Chuck's team is 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 a mile better than than Huck. So I'm going to go with Chuck this week. I don't disagree that Chuck has a better team, but right now I I think that Huck's gonna he's got the counting stats. I mean the guy's got more people on his bench than I got on my entire roster um, offensively. So he's going to get the counting stats and yeah, Clint Frazier said like uh, he, he's like, okay, stands out and for whatever reason, never going to play baseball again or something. Um, so, I mean, he's probably, he's just trying to get counting stats. Look, he has a full lineup tonight. Well, besides Blackman, which we don't know why, I don't know why he's not. He's hurt. Oh, but, but other like look, he's got a, other than that one, two red X's, he's got a whole lineup tonight. And just getting out in front of if he can get some of these counting stats on a Monday where there's not a lot of games, uh, that's a big especially with his pitching, you know, he's gonna probably get the the you know, the saves and the holds, most likely. Um I yeah, I I, I just think he wins. And Garrett Cole getting kind of beat up tonight, so Adolis um, Garcia home run off of him, you know, big Texas yeah, guy. So best player own, ever hurting his own people. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think off the counting sets alone, I think Huck wins this one. Yeah. You've got to have better team camaraderie than that. You can't have guys hitting yeah. home runs off your guys. Um, man, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick against Huck when he's got a catcher steal tonight. Um, like that's, he, that's one of those things he claimed in the last podcast. Here it is Monday night catcher steal kind of falafel. Um, and yeah, Charlie Blackman is out with uh, it's a groin issue. Got the a hot day groin. I traded him. Uh, he went three for three, and ever since then, he hasn't been able to start a game because of his groin. He leaves my team, and he's like, My groin doesn't feel good. Um, mm. take, take from that what you will. Um, I am still, despite Huck's new home ownership and the fact that he's got, he's got a, a, a new home. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I had a different way of putting that, but I don't. Um, I, I'm going to pick our dad to win 
which it would be a huge win for him. He's lost to his children the last two weeks in a row, uh, which, you know, huge bummer for him, but great for John and I. Um, but he's finally going to gonna come back and, and show Huck, listen, I'm your dad, kid. Um, <laughs> who cares if you have a house? No, I, I, he's got a... I know Huck is going to get more at bats. I'm not sure how many players on his roster are a higher quality offensively than some of the guys the dad has. Um, like put up Trout, Mancini, Adolis Garcia against Otani batter, however many at bats he gets. I, I don't know. I, Huck doesn't have a bad team. These guys on his bench, I don't think matter that much. I don't care about Bobby Dalbeck and I don't care about Jed Lowry. I don't care about whoever Y Daza is, uh, Jonathan Daza. Um, Jed Lowry doubles machine. Doubles right. machine. I would, uh, without DeGrom uh, to anchor his pitching, you can just assume he's sacrificing all kinds of pitching stats this week. Even with Garrett Cole getting blown up tonight, he's got a two start week. Um, and I mean, I said blown up. He, he's given up three runs. So I don't know. Well, he's given up four runs now. Four. Oh. Yeah. Will A yeah. hit a home run. Ooh, look out. So. But he's still got Kluber. He still has uh, Corbin Burns pitching this week. He's got another start from Garrett Cole coming this week. Uh, Griffin Canning, Hendricks, like, he's going to be fine. Not to mention Alex Reyes looks like he might be the best closer in the league right now as far as fantasy goes. Um, so Huck isn't going to just waltz into the reliever stats, I don't think. He might win ERA whip like he usually does. Like he, I think he's best in the league in both of those. Um, but it's going to be tough to beat dad offensively. And it's going to be tough to just automatically sacrifice wins, K's quality starts just right from the get go. He's, he's down three, nothing automatically in those stats, um, sure. which that's going to be a running theme for me. I don't like the strategy. I like trying to shut the other team out every week and, and it, having more balance to it, but you know, to each his own. I know Tony's got his thing. John's got his thing and, and Huck's making this work right now. I mean, he's, He's three, two, and one, so um, he's doing fine so far. But we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Our next matchup, another cross division matchup, which is good. I'm I'm glad we're getting some of these out of the way, so we can just start beating up on each other in the division. Um, another one, another one in play runs. Sutton, who's one four and one against Adam, Master Chief Wahoo, three two and one. Adam's having a hot season so far. Um, Trevor. Who do you think is going to win this? Oh, I put what I put. I was totally ready for this to go to me. Um, I got Kevin. Let me see. I got Kevin because of, yeah, I like the balance. I like the balance of his team. Like he, he's just like, there's just not any, I mean, not, there's just not many weak spots. I mean, when you go glass now means Lynn Flaherty Boyd, you know, like, and then he's like, he's got, Presley for saves, you know, he's got Tim Hill who gets holds. And so he's like, I mean, they're not like the bullpen's not stellar, but he, but he's got them and they, they are effective. Um, And then his hitting is, I mean, you know, they're, they're just solid. So I I think, yeah, there's, there's just more holes to Adam's team than, uh, you know, Anderson Simmons, you know, is just, (laughs) (laughs) And so yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. <laughs> and you know, I like I liked uh, Adam's trade today. I think it helped his team. Um, it helped 
hopefully it helps my team. <laughs> are you biased? Are you biased in that at all? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, obviously it, we, it is what it is. Like I'm buying Castillo for what he could be. And again, somebody that looks to likes to look at like stuff plus and command plus, I think that he's still there. And when I watch him pitch, it seems like a mechanical thing to me. It looks like a mechanical thing to me. So neither here nor there, but, but that helps Adam out a lot getting, you know, two solid pitchers there, but still, I just, I, I, think that Sutton's team is is better here yeah I'm gonna pick Sutton too um his, he's got a roster full of guys I'm looking at them right now who bat one through four in their respective lineups because they are like they either crush the ball like Yerman does or they are high batting average high on base percentage guys this team's batting 476 today so that on top of a really strong roster of starting pitchers um and Presley in the bullpen. I, I think he could upgrade his bullpen a little bit, but I don't understand how Sutton's one four and one. His roster looks way better yeah. than that. Um, yeah. And pretty clear by today's uh, Roto rankings today. I don't want to shit on Adam's team. I, I don't hate. I don't think that Adam has the worst team in the league, but Roto wise, he does. So I, I'm also going to take Sutton this week. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, keep it the same as you guys. I you know, just looking at Sutton's roster, his his roster, I think, is probably, if not the most, one of the most underrated teams in the league. Um, like like Trevor was saying, you know, Simmons and Rosario, those are those are two guys that are droppable. Um, Sutton's offense is is better, and I lo- I love Max Muncie. I I do like Muncie a lot, and Adam has oh, a yeah, couple of guys him. on offense. Yeah, he does have good. He players, does have. But a, he has a like couple the, of guys. But the guys he has just, to fill in holes with are just not. Like, yeah. Well, and it's like and, think about Sutton's offense right now and what it's doing tonight when you're just looking at it, and that's not even you know that's with you got Matt Chapman and Alex Ver- Verdugo on his bench, like that's insane. Though, like that that's crazy depth that he has. Um, and then his his pitching. While I thought Adam, I did like Adam's trade today, Trevor. I thought I did think you gave up a little too much, but I definitely understand you know the upside of Castillo being there. Um, but as as good as pitching, I still think Adam has. I think you know Sutton's pitching is bananas with Glass now, Means, Lynn, Flaherty. You know Matt Boyd's been hot this year. Dunning can be a little hot and cold, uh, but he if he has a good week, then his pitching is better than Adams also. So I I'm 100% going Sutton here and, and sticking with the captain of Arthur Rhodes, my hero, Kevin Sutton. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sutton across the board, Adam, take it personally. Um, next matchup. It is, I don't want to bore anybody, but it's an Arthur Rhodes versus Arthur Rhodes game. I'll go ahead and, and pick this from the get go. Uh, it's so it's, sorry, I'm going to, Say the teams first. Paul Goldschmidt's gay. Tony, who's one in five, against Shalom, y'all. Ethan, who's two, three, and one. And this week, I will be taking Ethan uh, for a number of reasons. So all season long, Ethan has had a, a good pitching team and an underperforming hitting team. He texts me about it a lot. Um, how awful, like, he's like, I don't understand. My, my hitters are good. And they're all hitting like shit. I hate this. This sucks. Thank God my pitching's okay and keeping me in it. His offense, and I think Andrew can attest to this, came alive this past weekend. Um, 
like Nick Castellanos has been hot all season, but all of a sudden Moncada started hitting. Simeon started hitting the shit out of the ball. Real Muto's putting up numbers. Brantley's always good for a hit here and there. Like Suarez is heating up too. Not slowly but surely he's coming. All his reds. All his reds are getting so hot. Um, Moustakis is a D to D, uh, but you know, another guy who, who I think he had a homer or two last week. So I, you measure that up against Tony who like I, in my mind, I thought that Tony had this colossal offense because I think I'm still living in like 2016. Um, Cause you look at his team now and it's not that scary looking like Rendon and Chris Bryant. Yes. JD Martinez. Yes. Uh, Dude, Mitch Hanniger hit like Mitch six great. home runs against me yeah. last week. So. Oh really? Okay. So <laughs> yeah. was, that his, destroyed me. Was, was that his win? Oh wait, no, he, he, he still lost. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm undefeated. Right, right, right. He hit no, four home I, runs. I did that in, I did in that two doubles math. against me. I did the mental math there. I I don't know. I I don't think his pitching stacks up against Ethan's pitching, and I think Ethan's hitting is getting hot at the right time, um, and it's going to be really tough to beat. So Ethan's who I'm picking. Trevor, what about you? Who do you think? I'm taking Tony. Tony I'm taking yep, taking the Schmitz gay. Man, like like I said, his his hitting to me. I mean, maybe just because I faced it last week, so I like had you know every week was or every day was watching. I think his team's getting hot. I mean, like, and I think that Hampson is a very undervalued player, and I think that he's coming a, a little bit into his own um, and gets you know he's going to get a couple SBs. But yeah, I, I like Yaz. Yaz hit a bomb tonight. Chris Bryant's. Hot, Mitch Ganner, Mitch Hanniger's hot. I even like Austin Hayes. And then the pitching. Like, I think that the pitching for him, it's not the strategy that I would would go with at all by any means. But, I mean, like, if he hits that week, dude, I mean, you, you can't beat him because he's got 75 starters. <laughs> so, <laughs> like – I mean, if they all like even watching Cole Irvin pitch, I was like, there's no way this guy's like, I know he's not good. I, I can see that he's not good, but he's good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's frustrating to see him go out there against the Twins and shove for seven innings. Um, but, anyways, yeah, I think Tony is just going to overwhelm him with the pitching. I know that Ethan, Ethan has quality guys pitching, um, but. And it's nothing against Ethan's team. I just think that Tony's getting hot at the right time. Andrew, who do you think wins this? So this one is is in my opinion one of the better matchups this week. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Ethan, although I do worry about just like the number of you know day to day guys he has. You know how how long is Real Mutil out? Not sure yet. How long? I think Chris Taylor is isn't out uh, too long, but also how long is Mustakis out? I know he's. Pro- I, th- I think Hosmer's supposed to come back later this week. Um, yeah, expected to to be activated on Wednesday. Um, but Ethan's Ethan's offense came alive. The the facing the when you're facing Ethan, you just have to look at the red score and be like, oh look, they scored ten <laughs> runs again. <laughs> and Nick Castellanos, Suarez, and Mustakis did half of it, yeah. and it's that lineup is insane. Now, I could see them obviously coming down a little bit because I think for four games last week they were in cores, so that was a huge bummer. Um, Kevin, I really give like this guy a Winker. 
but uh, I think Ethan getting Michael Brantley was a huge get. It's one of the most consistent average guys that you can get in baseball. Um, I do think kind of just looking at Ethan's pitching, he, he needs another one, in my opinion. His pitching is, is good, not great. Um, I think he could use another one, but just that offense, the way it's hitting, and I, I think Ethan gets it. I do think Schmitz Gay is not a one in five team. I, I've tried to get Mitch Haniger from him. I also tried to get uh, Gritchick from him. But this is before the the Matt Olson deal. I, I like I like some of his offensive pieces, um, but I just think the way that Castellanos and, and Suarez is heating up and Moncada, Simeon's also been crazy good. I know he drafted Simeon in the first round last year and he was a huge disappointment, but I think Simeon is hitting like 270 and close to 10 home runs. He got a home run from Schwarber tonight, which that would I would say Schwarber is probably like the weak point in his lineup. Um but not just, not not this last couple days. No, not the last couple days. He's he's been on fire too. So I think I think Ethan pulls this one out, but it's going to be a super close one. Okay. On to the next matchup. It's another cross-division matchup, and it's battle of the teams. Like, I think, who pays attention less this week <laughs> between Oscar <laughs> Snubs, Levi, who's three and three, and they're going up against Brad, wildcard, one and four, uh, Trevor. Who do you think is going to win this Clash of the Titans? I'm taking Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got Brad. <laughs> no matter who you were picking, we were going to laugh at it. Like, yeah, that's why I came with that delivery. <laughs> um, you know, I like Lindor, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes you gamble on like players that are hot, or like even you know you go to a card table or something that's hot. But sometimes, like, you go to roulette and there's like 27 reds in a row, and you're like, I'm, it's all on black, dude. Like, put it all on black. And like, Lindor is that to me. Like, he's got to not suck eventually, right? He's he's way too talented of a player to to be this bad. And and I know he said something about the, the pitching is way. You know, he's never seen these guys before and all that stuff. So maybe there's some truth to that. And he's starting to get some division games in, and he's played Atlanta a bunch and got a stolen base tonight. So. So yeah, I think with with that guy with him getting and then Bryce and he's got all the Phillies, and I know that Max hated on Dylan Moore last week, um, and he was pretty god awful at the time. But I mean, he is <laughs> what three? He's like six for his last eighteen at bats with two home runs and. Two, two stolen bases yeah, and no, no, no. like I, I shit on him so he got hot. He's still bad. Yeah, seventy something. I know, but but I mean, when you're going against somebody for a week, who cares what he's hitting for the season, right? Yeah, I mean, if he's get if he's hot right now, then then it's good. So you know, like that being his weak link, like I mean, his pitching is like Bumgarner's on fire. Kikuchi is like whatever a four or five ERA guy. That's fine. Um, he could like will throw in a handful of quality starts and stuff. So I don't know. I just I like Brad here. I don't I don't do just like Levi's team. Obviously, he's got a, a lot of good pieces. Um, the the fact that Gallo's not been wonderful this year is a huge letdown. I mean, he has seven home runs and twenty one RBIs, but like last year, what he hit? Didn't he hit like three hundred last year or close to it? Two ninety. Which we knew wasn't going to happen, but you like you like to see the bump in the batting average, right? Um, 
and then 2019 you're thinking of oh okay, okay 20 yeah i don't think that he had hit that well as well in 2020 okay then so then it was a whole season of him hitting w- with better average and you thought we were going to see some progression from that and maybe not and then the whole padres the covid that i mean i don't know what tatis and will myers are doing but that's a huge part of levi's team so yeah i got brad andrew we have clash of the titans i didn't even mention the bullpen mention the bullpen yeah brad's bullpen. <laughs> Brad does have a top-notch bullpen. However, I am going to pick against him this week and and pick Levi. Um, it does hurt that, of course, you know, not having Tatis and Myers. I, I would think that they're close-ish to coming back. Yeah. Um, he gets CJ Cron back or Crone back now. Who actually knows when he'll check his team to move that? But I kind of like Max said. I'm gonna chalk it up to. I think Levi will check his team more than Brad will. Um. Levi's pitching is is hard to judge for me. Like, I like Denelson Lamette, but also like I don't like Denelson Lamette. If that makes sense, um, he pitched in relief. Yeah, that's what, like, he's only pitched two innings at a, every game he's been in, which I get. No, 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 no. He started, didn't he? And pitched pretty well, but then his last outing, they threw him in. The, he came in relief. Oh no, he has only thrown two innings since he came back from injury, right? Yeah. I yep. think he's been an oh. over too. But he's supposed to pitch Saturday, start Saturday. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, I, I still I'm gonna I think this is while it's not a good matchup because I don't it it, it I think it'll be close. I actually like Rich Hill a lot. Um I think that's a good if, if Levi wants to trade some or if someone wants to trade for I, I would love to have Rich Hill on my team, even though I'm sure he'll get injured and miss, you know, thirty percent of the season regardless. Um so but I'm gonna met. Yeah. Um but I think I'm gonna take um as close as it is, especially because Brad has three pitchers starting tonight, so he has the the three pitchers on the two start weeks. I think I'm gonna take Levi by one category this week. Okay, Levi by a category. I'm taking Brad. Um, Levi being without his his Padres really sucks. And I'm with Trevor. Brad's team should be hitting better. Like his offense still has the same scary guys that they have in the past. I I don't understand what's going on uh, as as far as like Goldschmidt's batting under 250. Like one of Brad's highest batting averages is Gene Segura. Sally Perez is hitting the lights out. He might be the best fantasy catcher playing right now. You, know, like, you like to take a victory lap on that any chance you can get. I do. I like Sally Perez. <laughs> I always have. Um, and I I don't have an issue with Levi's team. I don't think it's a bad team. I like his Phillies pitchers. Um, I agree with Andrew about Dick Hill. I don't I don't really want him per se because I assume, like you guys said, he's going to get injured soon. But and I just like Dave Matthews band, I don't want you say I like I think he's <laughs> but John Gray, I mean, we've talked about him a lot. He's seriously, he's pitching uh in San Diego tonight. So he's not pitching in Colorado, and he's actually got a good ERA for the year. Mad Bum still has stuff. And have we mentioned Brad's bullpen? Um yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I think Brad takes it from Levi this week. I don't think it's gonna be extreme one way or the other, but he's gonna ramp it up. Uh, to, to get to two, four, and one. So go, Brad. Good for you. Um, our next matchup, it's another big one. Okay. It's the disabled list, SC, me, versus the never nudes, who's three, two, and one, John. Um, 
cross-division matchup. Only time John and I face each other this year. Trevor, who do you have in this one? So in my notes for picking the matchups, I just wrote, how is John 3-2-1 and one right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking Max. I, think I got the disabled list SC here. Uh, I mean, if you, Trey Turner and Alex Bregman and Buster Posey hitting lights out is probably how, but like, God, the rest of it. I mean, he's pitching. I don't know. Like, his team's not that bad. I guess I shouldn't shit on him like that. But, like, good drum and, like, Kim and Sina, you know, it's just like, no, sir. So, I just think top to bottom, uh, Max is a more solid team. Um, and it looks like you got a good start from Max Freed. Good for you. Yeah. So, um, he exited with, like, a finger injury. Oh, he's always got a finger thing, dude. He he's one of these. He's one of the guys that eats his finger when he pitches. Oh yeah, this is like every year. Um. So anyways, yeah, I don't I, like. It's gonna be close because because of John's pitching. Um. And I I guess that's probably always three, two, and one. Um. You know. So if you get good pitching from the Woodruff, the McCullers, and the now with Bauer, and then you have like a hot week from Bregman and Trey Turner, I, that's how you win three weeks. Um, although John's probably got one of the most exciting teams right now because Nick and uh, Ooh, you're cutting in and out. Uh Oh, you losing me. Okay. You're back. Okay. So yeah, he's got an exciting team. Franco Adele. Like you're like, Oh, are these guys coming up? When are they coming up? Kelnick, you know, so it's exciting to watch and see some of these guys come up. Um, but, yeah, Max, Max is going to take this week. You know, I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm going to take Santander. <laughs> My team's been hot lately, and I, got, I might have Santander coming back this coming weekend. Plus, I have a bench, um, and John doesn't have a bench. He's not allowed to use the bench because he's got seven and eight players. So pitching counting stats are mine. Like, it's, that's, that's going to happen. Um, so that's that's pretty much it. Like I, I'm picking myself over John. Uh, his bench is a mess. I don't understand how he keeps winning with without a bench. But I guess you know uh, if he's got good averages and things along those lines, his team is batting a cool 83 right now for this for this week. So gotta hope that keeps keeps going so I can just steamroll him. Uh, I love and- starting one twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one for twelve with a homer from Trey Turner, of course, hottest hitter of all time. Um, Andrew, who do you have in this matchup? I am going with Max this week. Um, I'm with you guys. I don't know how John is. I don't know how his record is three, two, and one. Just kind of looking at it, kind of like you said, Turner Bregman are are awesome players. Buster Posey has been a big time surprise kind of rebound guy this year. Uh, even though I, I think he, he sat out. To me, I didn't think he was going to be hitting. He's hitting 382. Yeah, that's no surprise to anybody. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, Max's team is, was, has gotten super hot. Tay Oscar's on fire right now. Devers is, is also on fire right now. And it's just, even if it was like a close matchup, how does, how does John, John doesn't have the flexibility on his bench with his with the number of NA guys that he has to really like, you know, if, if I, he needs a quality start here or, or whatever it may be or a win or, you know, a steal, he doesn't necessarily have the roster construction to be able to drop someone and and kind of make that day of 
waiver wire pickup to help him win the week this week, um, nor th- any week, but that is super limiting. So I am going to pick Max's team. They're just super H A W T right now. So I'm going to pick Max. I agree with you. I agree. They're so hot right now. I love it. Next matchup, another cross division matchup. We've got Joe DiMamio's two and four Andrew ugh, versus Camacho chase four and two. I'm going to leave this off and I am going to go ahead and pick Andrew. Now, Chase has had a great year thus far. He's got some players that have been super hot, playing really well. Willis' son, Contreras, is great. Um, I, I like Jared Walsh, even though I still think he gave up too much in that trade. But his team's so hurt. Everybody in his team is so injured. He's got uh, six guys on the IL right now. Uh, wait, six, seven guys now? Because uh, you know, uh, I want to say Inwa as if it's Inwa. <laughs> Huascar Inwa did the whole fracturing his hand when he punched the dugout trick. A classic. It's a huge bummer for a really exciting young pitcher. But not happens to the best of us. If I look at Chase's pitching, I'm like, who's his? His only starting pitchers are Taiwan Walker and Yavaldi and Jonathan Lasagna. That's it. Like he's and then he's just exclusively got a stream there. Like I, I can't imagine him winning uh non-reliever pitcher categories right now it, it's it's an absolute mess and on offense it's you know he's got to count a lot on Jordan. Cedric Mullins has been super hot but Andrew's team is is uh even without Seager I still think Andrew's team will put up enough on offense even if Chase beats him in most offensive categories and make up for it with every pitching category or uh every counting pitching category there is so I'm going to roll with Andrew this week. Trevor, who do you think wins this matchup? Yeah, I got Andrew here. Uh, uh, like the, the, the trading Trevor Bauer, like even if you were like hot on Jared Walsh, like I just feel like there's different ways to make that happen. Maybe not, but like you like when you made the trade now, even with you, uh, Enoa, you're like, all right, I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on Evaldi. He's having a pretty good year, and Noah and Taiwan Walker has flashed like that he once was, and he got Valdez. But like, dude, I mean that's just not the pitching staff really. And and if you were doing the bullpen thing, like you know, I know they talked about it last week, but like the bull your bullpen's not good. Like, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Ch- Chapman obviously is a stud and. I mean, but like you picked two of these guys up like today, right? Or yesterday. So I, I mean, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on there. I thought maybe like, maybe I'm the only person that does this, but I thought maybe that was the trade before the trade, you know, like kind of setting up some other stuff that you had in mind, but, and I hate to break it to you, but Taiwan Walker got hurt tonight. Oof. Yeah, he so, was dealing, and then I saw I saw before I hopped on the podcast he was dealing, and then only pitched three innings. And like I like him, like it's he, before he got hurt. Like when you made the trade with with uh, Bauer, I was like, okay, maybe he. I mean, Tom Walker, he had a stuff plus number of a hundred, so that's in the good, like very pretty damn good range. And then his command plus was Taiwan. Let me see here. Taiwan, 
this guy, 95. So, I mean, that's so 195. That's like, he's going to keep pitching as good as he was. So that was nice. But then like, I mean, you can't just have him and Anoa. And Anoa has like obvious signs of regression too for me in my eyes. So I don't know. But yeah, this week it's, and it's just going to be Andrew. That's just the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's on just, uh, so he had to get hurt that's all there is to it to, with taiwan walker and i feel like i feel your pain right now uh chase because i'm go- i'm going through the same blender with you brother just like there's not enough il spots so <clears throat> bad Did timing you brother you know i think it's too early in the season to pick against yourself so i am going to pick myself to win <laughs> i will say I never want to root for someone to not play, but if like Jordan Alvarez could take a week off, that would be sick. No, I, I would love that. My, I, I, it does hurt, you know, as much as Glaber Torres wasn't performing well. Um, I read today that he's probably going to be out the full 10 days on the, be on the COVID list, the full 10 days. So it'd be shocked if I get him back this week, lost Seager to a fractured hand. So he's out at least a month. So, I'm a little iffy on the India Urias up the middle at second base shortstop, but I'm hoping, you know, I've had a bunch of guys on my offense that have, in my opinion, underperformed, underperformed, such as I think Rizzo can have a higher batting average. Randy uh, is frustrating, but I think he's underperformed. So I think uh, I, I will take it this week, especially like you guys said, his, his pitching staff, while I think he could get me in, in saves, having Chapman and stuff like that, Mm-hmm. Uh, just the counting stats on offense, just, just based off of, of his roster right now. And of course, trades and, and things like that can happen. Uh, but just from the pure counting, the counting stats and uh, that I'll get on pitching, I think I'll, I'll be able to squeak one out this week. All right. Picking yourself. Love to hear it. Our final matchup and what might be considered the matchup of the week, considering their two top tier teams in the best division, Sam Crawford, we've got, Rumham SC 5-0-1 Trevor uh, versus Matt Tennis for my hooligans who's 5-1. and one. We've got one loss between the two teams here, and I'm going to lead it off. I'm going to go ahead and say it, Trevor. You're getting your first loss this week. Um, like Matt's team is very, very good, and I picked against him last week, and I th- think I ended up regretting that, and so I'm not going to do it this week. Um, like His team is... It's pretty fantastic from top to bottom, from a power and average standpoint, what I expect from them every week, it should be able to contend with your offense. And I think that's the, that's the true test every single week. It's not, are they going to beat you in offense? It's whether or not they're going to contend because your team is just like we mentioned on last week's podcast near the top of the Roto rankings on offense. And they are going to be for the foreseeable future, um, or at least we expect. And from a pitching perspective, I think you guys both have aces. You both have some of those kind of like in-between pitchers. We'll see how the Luis Castillo uh, grab helps you this week. But, I, you know, I I don't think Shane Bieber sucks or is, is a lesser version of himself like Huck mentioned last week. I still think he's an absolute ace. I think the same about Maeda, Barrios, and, and Matt's got a tough team to face, even without Yelich being healthy. So I'm picking him to win, even though he's down nine, nothing, you know, he is he's losing, <laughs> he's losing so many pitching uh, categories. Yeah. 
somehow, even though none of you, neither of you have any innings pitch. Yeah, I got all zeros, and he is blank for some reason. Oh, because I got Bueller going to pitch tonight, so they gave him zeros. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I'm picking. Uh, I'm picking Matt Andrew. Who are you going to pick in this matchup? I hate to do it to you, Trevor. Your your injury situation was already kind of bad, but it got just insanely worse. Um, Abreu, it, what they said, he's for sure not playing against the Twins this week. Yeah. Um, so that's half the week there. You got Conforto on the IL. You got Stanton on the IL. So just with that, it just hurts your offense so much that I'm going to have to go with Matt this week. You could use a, a good start from Bueller. I know he's been kind of – he's still been good, but not not the Walker Bueller. I think he's been a little less this year. And uh, so I think it's just with those injuries, it's going to be tough for you to beat Matt. And I agree. Matt's team is fantastic. Yeah. So is yours, Trevor. But Josh Bell, who I drafted, is heating up a little bit his past four games. It looks like he's, what is that, six of – six of 16. So that's, although his average is still 156, he's heating up a little bit. Um, but it, like from the beginning, it, what it really comes down to is just the the guys that are now on the IL for you starting this week is just a huge blow. Abreu, who's not on the IL, but missing at least half the week. Abreu, Conforto, and Stanton, new to the, new-ish to the IL is just a, a killer. Trevor, are you, are you going to win this week? GG man, GG. <laughs> oh, GG. Ooh, the no, Monday I, night podcast. Am, GG. <laughs> I am. I told Andrew earlier, man. I am in a blender right now. Yeah. Like I, I woke up this morning. I was like, all right, I got to make a move. Um, for Conforto. Like I watched Conforto. You know, with the hammy, I was like, got to make a move for a center fielder, right? And I'm like, within three hours of like me talking to Adam about Luis Castillo. Abreu comes up with D to D to D and I was like, okay, what's that? Like, Oh, ankle. That's not even from the collision. Okay. And then like, they were like Stanton's day to day. And like five minutes later, he goes on the IL and I'm like, okay, Chad Kelly went on there. Carson (laughs) Kelly went on the IL last night or two nights ago. I have four players placed on the IL in the last 48 hours. Right. So then I'm like, all right, make some moves. I pick these two guys up and they get Monday red X's. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> living in it, dude. So I, I'm not going to say like, Sanchez. Oh, yeah, should have. <laughs> I was like, okay, Varsha is going to get that bats. Cause they, they literally said, we don't want him to catch. We want him to play outfield every day. And then they catch him the next day. And then they sit him today. Like, wh- what are we doing? Diamondbacks. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, obviously I'm not going to, I'm not saying I'm out, but if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling today, dude. <laughs> but when I look at my IL, I even, t- we, we texted earlier this morning and I was like, you know, this is both of us have some big players on the IL. So, you know, there might be some indicators of like later, later on down the season matchups um, for what we think will be playoff implications and stuff. But, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about this one. I really need like his pitching to just blow up and and Alex Wood to shove again. So when you say you're worried, are you picking you or are you picking Matt? 
No, I'm picking Matt. <laughs> okay. That's a, I, I thought the GG cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, you, so you and Matt played this week, and then you play again week 21. So hopefully, no matter what happens this week, next time you go up against him, it's a little bit more, uh, uh, you know. Healthy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you always want every, I want every, I genuinely mean that I want everybody's team to be the healthiest yeah, until the championship when I'm in it. But, you know, like, I don't want to, nobody wants to, like, I don't know. I just want everybody to play with their guys and, and let's, you know, but it's not a realistic world. So, you know, I got to make do with probably this week and next week. It's a, it's a, I'm, happy that I'm five Oh and one so that I, you know, if I lose two in a row or break off even three, then it's still not the end of the world. So. Yeah. You've built yourself yeah. a little, a little healthy cushion. Um, I'm not sure how far that'll take you in Sam Crawford. If you go down, again. Yeah. <laughs> you feel a lot better in Arthur Rhodes if you're five Oh one, but yeah, for sure. trash division for trash people. Yeah. Love my division. <laughs> you watch your mouth. So that's the end of our matchups. Uh, have you guys seen the, uh, the, Hit by pitch. Um, no, I saw Huck say something, but what? What? Where oh, is it? Oh, it's so bad. It's um, what's his name? The like somebody died. No, 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 no. Just a hard hit in the face uh, for Pilar. Kevin Pilar got. Oh no, I love Kevin Pilar. And it's like it's a brutal ninety-four mile an hour fastball hits him directly in the nose, and he's like gushing blood. Oh, so it's worse than the Harper. It, way worse than the Harper. Way worse than the Harper. He's like laying on the ground, like bleeding into a towel. It's um, probably gonna be impossible to find this video, huh? Yeah, it's a lot. Of, a lot of people are are saying, "Don't show the replay. Don't show the replay," and they're making fun of the Braves, uh, like their big, their big board people. Apparently, it was like during the delay, they had a dance off between fans. Oh no! And it's like, uh, read the room, guys. No. Not great. No. Oh, I just watched it. Oh boy. Yeah, no, Where'd hurts. you find it? I'll send it to you. Okay. Oh, greasy. Yeah, not good. Uh, not good at all. Um, but on that note, do you guys have anything uh anything to to send us off with? Anybody on the trade block? Anything you wanna you wanna get from offers this week? I'll start. Uh middle infield, you know, hit your boy up. And also everyone in vase. Or embrace the baby trades. You know, you just get to talk to your friends more about fantasy baseball and the baby trades. While it it may seem like its name, a baby trade, it can go a long, long way. So embrace the baby trade. Yeah, I love baby trades. Um, let's see. I was hunting for something today. Luis Castillo, I got that. Yeah, I got. I don't know. I got nothing. Got a hunter on our hands. Yeah, he already got so his. Bad. He already got his hunt. He already so hunted today. He's like, he I, already hunted today. Castillo, I got yeah. that. Yeah, but I know there was something else. Oh, Adbert Alzalea. Hit me up if you got Adbert Alzalea out there. <laughs> Who has that guy? <laughs> you just traded like three days ago. <laughs> we actually needed us. It was yesterday. I needed a center fielder <laughs> real bad. I wonder who has that guy. Hit him up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with embrace the baby trades. Um, even if it's just baby trade talk, there's nothing like it. I, I don't yeah. know about you guys. I'm looking for any any excuse to, uh, while I continue to do my job very well, in case anybody at work is listening, uh, yeah, my, my texts are open. Um, I'm yeah. 
I'm open to uh, to trade talks. So I talk um, to the same guys about baby trades, and I see a text from them like, "Ugh, like yay, but ugh." Uh, yep. <laughs> We've yeah. already explored every baby trade possibility there is three times over. Well, That's four true. time could That's be true. it. Four times a charm, I guess. On that note, um, we'll send you guys off. Thanks for listening this week, and we will see you next week. Show you when you're mine